Next Chapter Podcasts. Previously on In the Cards. I'm ecstatic, Gil. The spot is whimsical, it's vivacious, it's Corker! Listen, I just got off a Zoom with Mrs. Corker. Bottom line is, she ordered a whole campaign with Monica as spokesperson and Gil leading creative. He's very close to beating his destiny. No one beats their destiny. Paper covers rock. I lose. How is this possible, Gail? I haven't broken off my path yet. I think this friendship is foolish. I know you do. You look worried, my Bella. Why? I'm worried about Nadia and your friend. Danger lurks. The Ten of Swords is the most ominous card in the deck. There are machinations deep below the surface working against you. Though you can't see them, you must realize they are there. The threat, my friend, is existential. Next Chapter Podcast presents In the Cards. Episode 7, Welcome to the Funhouse. For the best listening experience, be sure to use headphones or earbuds. Our destinies, all of us, are written out there in the stars. You will strive and strive only to continually come up short. I'll never be happy unless I change my fate. We're all powerless in the face of destiny. This man is a train wreck. None of us has any control over our lives. When I was 16, I was struck by lightning. Our lives unfold as they must, as they were destined. I reject the flight of my arrow! He's fighting his fate, and that is not wise. Destiny is destiny. If you want to break this loser spell, you need a sloppy, I'm going to get that kind, beautiful, vibrant girl to fall in love with me. Then everything changes. Test your strength with the mallet and hit the bell. Four tickets only. How's the candy corn? Mmm, spectacular. <laughs> no one likes candy corn, you know. I also love those marshmallow circus peanuts. Ugh, those are disgusting, and I may have to renounce you. <laughs> How's your cotton candy? A dangerously sticky food. I've kind of gotten it everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> I brought baby wipes just for you. Here you go. Oh, how nice to be thought of, even if it's baby wipes. Oh, Gil, look at that ride. Let's go do that one. The fireball? That's dangerous. It goes upside down. I know. People are screaming. They're having fun. I had enough trouble with the Chugga Chugga train ride. <laughs> Step right up, sir, and win the lady a prize. He's talking to you, Gil. Oh, no. Yes, you, sir. You look like a man of adventure. Only eight tickets for three darts. And look how big those balloons are, huh? It's harder to lose than it is to win. You should read my autobiography. Go ahead, Gil. My treat. Here you go, sir. We've got a player here, folks. No need to draw any attention. 
A stuffed animal is only three popped balloons away. My palms are getting sweaty. Quit stalling. All right, here we go. Hiya! Oh, no. Oh, my God. It's stuck in his leg. Oh, sorry, sir. Don't worry. The leg's the prosthesis. I lost it fixing the fireball ride last summer. I told you the fireball was dangerous. Ah, you're still three popped balloons shy of a prize, so you'll want to buy another dart. Three tickets. This is how they get you to throw good money after bad. Here's your three tickets. Give me those other darts, Gil. Here you go, miss. Three popped balloons will win... <clears throat> And we have a winner! <laughs> How'd you do that? You should see me throw an axe. What stuffed animal do you want, Gil? I do like giraffes. Bella, am I allowed to say that was fantastic? There are so many things to teach you, Lex. And I'm an eager student. (laughs) So tell me, how do I look in your housecoat? Honestly, I find it inexplicably sexy on you. It's very cozy. Something to drink? Sure. Might you have some Rumpelmints or Jägermeister? This isn't a fraternity house, Lex. We will drink Tuika, like adults. Tuika? Sounds exotic. It is Romanian brandy. You will like it. Romania. Thinking of you a few nights ago while I was alone in my bed, I looked up pictures of your homeland. So beautiful. Yes, but I have mixed feelings about my childhood country. My people are a minority there, and they monitored us persecuted us, called us thieves, dirty gypsies. It was terrible. When I was ten, they accused my father of stealing. When they came for him, we fled under darkness of night to Hungary. From there, we crossed to Austria. It was very dangerous. You were like the Romani version of the Von Trapps. (laughs) Such a silly boy. Then destiny brought you to Philadelphia. Yes, my path led me here and into this very moment where a handsome young man stands before me in my house coat. No one can say the universe doesn't have a sense of humor. I'll drink to that. Chin chin, Lex. Chin chin. Mmm, this Tweeka stuff is pretty tasty. Have more. Bella, you're an expert on the stars. Can we talk about destiny? Of course. Why do you say a person can't change the course of their destiny, even if they will it enough? We're having such a nice time, and you bring up guilt. It just makes me lose a little faith when good people are saddled with hardships, not of their own making. A simple answer is that it is what it is. That's a bit glib. Fine, then think of it this way. Life is like a play, and people are cast in the parts of that play when they are born. So if you are cast in the role of Hamlet, then you play the role of Hamlet. You don't play Chandler from Friends. Chandler from Friends does not exist in Hamlet. He exists in a different story. But what if... So if if you don't play your assigned role, then no one else can play their assigned roles, and then you have chaos. In Hamlet, there are no scenes between Ophelia and Chandler from Friends. 
or Gertrude and Chandler from Friends. Understand? I'm more of a Joey fan, but I think I see. Good. I do, however, have a thought experiment about this production of Hamlet, and hear me out. What if the actor assigned to the part of Hamlet comes down with pneumonia and has to drop out of the play? You are missing the point of the analogy. So an understudy has to come in to fill the role so the show can go on. Then the original Hamlet guy, who had pneumonia, convalesces for a while and eventually is ready to get back in the game. And when he gets back, he doesn't want to do a tragedy anymore. He wants to do a comedy. And at that point, maybe he auditions for the part of Chandler from Friends, and he's really good at it, and he gets hired for that role. That's not how destiny works. Hamlet plays Hamlet the way Hamlet is written. So we're just programs being run by a computer? Computers do not have consciousness, emotion, passion. Living is what happens within the journey. But the journey itself is already written. Can we get back to frivolity and sexy banter? Of course we can. Enough deep thinking. Drink your duica. Mmm. So good. It has overtones of plums. It does. And I love plums. Plums make me think of breasts, and breasts make me think of you. (laughs) Where is it you learned your sexy banter? (laughs) I've read more than my fair share of Harlequin romances. Would you like me to tell you what your immediate destiny is? Yes. You're going to take off my housecoat and drop it to the floor. Ooh, look at that. What happens next? Obviously, you are going to kiss me. Oh, beautiful woman. Would you like to buy some Girl Scout cookies? No, I wouldn't. They're to raise money for my troops so we can go to summer camp. Your summer camp isn't my responsibility, and I believe you need a license to solicit on this campus, so run along while I make my call. What a jerk. Hello? Clear. It's Peter. Well, hello, Professor Towers. I'm out front. Oh, are you? Yes. I'm the handsome bloke sexily leaning against his expensive BMW. What an image. I'll be down in a flash. I'm just talking a student off the ledge. Tell them to switch from math to philosophy. We're much more interesting on my side of campus. <laughs> you are interesting, Peter. And a little bit cocky. We're already at the point in our courtship where you're calling me names? Well, I waited a whole month. I deserve a pat on the back. Fine. I'll give you a pat on the back. And maybe a couple other places while I'm at it. Oh, you philosophy guys are such sweet talkers. I'll be down in a jiff. Come on, lend me a stuffy. These games are rigged. Climb on, watch your step. Thank you. Just curious, sir, how often do they inspect this Ferris wheel? Oh, Gil. No idea. Here comes the safety ball. Watch your head. Ow. Sorry. No offense, but all these rides look a little rickety. They are rickety, because they're really, really old. That's comforting. Just ignore the rust and hope for the best. 
Bon voyage. Here we go. And when you're up high, no throwing shit at people down below. Okay. This isn't so bad. Oh, look, there's a clown walking on stilts. Stilts remind me of fifth grade. <laughs> Another Gil story. I can't wait. Well, I had a crush on this new girl who just moved here from Poland. She was way taller than me, so I bought a pair of really high platform shoes from a thrift store so we'd be the same height, which would mean she'd fall in love with me and she'd come to my house and play Monopoly. Of course. So, what happened? I tried to wear the shoes home from the store to get used to them, and aside from being very high, they were also a few sizes too big. I fell off a curb and snapped both my ankles. <laughs> Broken bones everywhere. And then what happened to the tall Polish girl? She started playing Monopoly with Michael Franciosa instead. He was a charmer. <laughs> I bet. Hey, you haven't mentioned that philosophy class much. How's that going? Well, it forces you to think deeply. Uh-huh. But maybe a bit too deeply. <laughs> well, too much knowledge can be an affliction, can't it? Let's face it, there's an undeniable bliss in ignorance. And if you can add shallow and vapid to the ignorance, then there's no way you'll be sad. That's why the Kardashians are so happy. <laughs> exactly. So, after this philosophy class is over, then what? I'll finally have my degree. Why'd you wait so long to go to college? I did go to Penn State for a semester. Mm, but you partied too much and flunked out? No, I dropped out because my parents died over that first Christmas break. Oh, Gil. Got hit by a truck. Your whole family's a disaster. Actually, my parents were lucky. Getting hit by a truck isn't lucky. But they were always laughing and happy. Had hobbies, lots of friends. They weren't unlucky in how they lived. They just died early. Oh, Gil. You gotta look at things that way, otherwise you'll go nuts. Why didn't you go back to school after things settled down? I was the only one left to take care of my brother. By the time I got him through school and off to college, I was already working. You're a good guy, Gil. Lucky or not, you're a good guy. Look at that moon. It's turning a weird color, isn't it? Whew. That breeze got cold. <laughs> Put your arm around me? Yeah, sure. What's that? Ah! Ah! Oh God! Oh! Oh! The chair! It's oh, breaking oh, away! Oh! 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 Ah! Are you okay? Yeah! Yeah! I'm good! I'm good! I'm good! Are you okay? I think I've I've got hold of the spoke. Oh! Nuts! What? Drop the stuffed giraffe! Uh. Hold on up there! Hurry! Get us down! Oh, hang on, Gil! Mm. Oh my God! Look at the moon! Uh. Hurry, I'm losing my grip. You're almost here, pal. Hang on. Oh, God. Porn, Satan, drugs, therapy. It's not just the list of what I'm up to this weekend. I'm comedian Kiki Anderson, and those are just a handful of the taboo topics I've poked and prodded at so far on my podcast, Indecent, the show where we peel at the wallpaper of polite society. Each episode digs into the dark underbelly of our culture to dissect the things we aren't allowed to talk about around the dinner table, featuring conversations with comedians, activists, journalists, academics. They all help me figure out the who, what, and why behind what is and isn't acceptable behavior. Indecent with Kiki Anderson, where NSFW meets LMAO. Mwah.
Well, hello, Professor Towers. Nice dress, Professor Larson. Thank you. And have I ever told you you have spectacular legs? You have. And have I ever told you that I can crush watermelons between my knees? Ah, a very important <laughs> skill for an applied math teacher. You never know when it'll come in handy. Allow me. Such a gentleman. What do we have there? Girl Scout cookies. Would you like one? Mmm, I'd love one. Mmm. Mmm. The shortbreads are my favorite. Buckle up, Lady Claire. Off we go. So, where are we headed? I thought I'd let you treat me to an expensive dinner. Fine with me. Just know that if I treat, you'll be in my debt, and then you'll have to repay me somehow. My, oh my. I'm feeling exploited all of a sudden. It's the way it is, Peter. If I pay, then you'll owe. It's called cause and effect. I love when you speak philosophy. How about some music? Sure. Wow. Look at the moon out there, Peter. It's turning dark orange. Like it's mad or something. Can the moon get mad? Well, one of my freshmen told me that all the celestial bodies have emotions, just like dogs do. <laughs> I'd love to know what her major is. Something screams theater department to me. <laughs> Peter Towers, go to the carnival. Did you hear that? Hear what? Th that voice from the radio. I hear music. You'll go to the carnival, Peter Towers. Do you understand? Who are you? I am Destiny, and you'll do as I say. Who are you talking to, Peter? Your path leads to the carnival. Tonight! I don't understand. Don't understand what? Repeat after me, Peter Towers. I will go to the carnival. I will go to the carnival. I, I thought we were going to dinner. I will go to the carnival. Peter, what's wrong? You look like a, a zombie all of a sudden. Peter Towers, go now! Oh my god, what are you doing? I'm going to the carnival, alone. What? Get out of the car, Clear. Are you kidding me? Get out of the car! Oh, I should have known better than to date a philosophy guy again. You're all kooks. Only STEM teachers for this girl from now on. Ouch! Sorry about you almost dying. Take 50 tickets and we'll call it even? Yeah, thanks. Never a dull moment with you, is it, Gil? Never. Are you okay? I'll admit, a Ferris wheelchair detaching from the frame was a bit... unsettling. Let's stay on the ground for a while. Deal. Oh, look over there, Gil. They have a fortune teller. Let's go in. I don't know. Oh, it'll be funny. They're all fakes who work at these places. Come on. Oh my god, Gil. She's wearing a turban. <laughs> Welcome to my tent. The stars are telling me you both want your palms read. 20 tickets for two. It'll just be her. 
He's too afraid. Fine. Then it's 12 tickets for one. Here you go. You may both sit. I've never been to a real psychic before, but I do read my horoscope every day. Your palm, please, miss. Okay. Here you go. Mm, I'm so nervous. Hmm. Interesting. What is it you do? I'm a flight attendant for American Airlines. You're lying, but no matter. Doesn't change what I see. This line here is your lifeline. You'll live to an old age. That's good news. But you won't live in Philadelphia much longer. Your palm says that your journey points east. And what if I turn my hand this way? (laughs) How very funny you are. Turn your hand whichever way you like, but your journey still points east. Where east? Like India? Japan? I'd wager New Jersey after you marry. (gasps) She's not a fraud. Yes, you'll marry. And as I think you already know, while your lifeline runs long, your love line runs thin, doesn't it? Your marriage, initially intoxicating, will grow turbulent, exasperating. But the patter of children's feet will complicate your ability to escape. You're a carny psychic. Aren't you supposed to say nice things? I feed most who walk through that tent flap with the nonsense that they want to hear, but to the other seers like you, I tell the truth. Unless you'd prefer the silly lies. How's she know you're a seer? Silly lies would have been more fun. Like how you're a flight attendant? This turbulent marriage, how do I avoid it? Some things are avoidable, but this union of which we speak is written deep in the stars. I see it in your palms. You see it too, don't you? Yes. Your challenge will be to find happiness and meaning within that struggle ahead, but that struggle will be there. Nadia, let's get out of here. Go if you like, but she can't hide from her destiny. Why are you angry? For sport. She walks into my tent, insulting me with lies. No doubt trying to unmask me as a fraud. The arrogance of pretty girls. But I am not a fraud, am I, miss? No, I'm sorry. Why is a true seer working at a two-bit carnival? Because I fell in love with the Ferris wheel operator. We met him. He's grumpy. But he's my destiny. Speaking of destiny, your friend here isn't a doctor, is he? Enough. Let's go, Gil. One last thing, pretty liar. The road to your future is closer than you could imagine. And some advice for you, my friend, for your charge. Me? The color orange will cause you great discomfort shortly. But it is yellow you must be aware of. Again with yellow. Yellow could be deadly. Come on, Gil. Are you okay? Hold me, Gil. Okay. I've got you. Every reading I've had since I was little says I'll marry a doctor and struggle for happiness. Fight it. You once asked me if I comb the hospitals looking for my future husband. I don't do that. I hide. I avoid doctors at all costs because it's not a happy fate that awaits me. Nadia, screw what the cards say. Or the palms or crystal balls. That's easy to say. I didn't say it was easy. Look... Nadia, I'm nuts about you. You're so sweet. And I'm not a doctor, which is a plus. And you like me. But my destiny says... Screw what destiny says. Can I kiss you? The moment's there, Gil. Don't ask. Just kiss me. I thought the moment was there, but you know, 
Guys are so confused about what we should do these days. Stop talking and kiss me, Gil. Gil, how are you? Professor, hi. Man, you have bad timing. Do I? I've never been to a carnival. Something made me come. My God, who is this with you? Oh, sorry, this is Nadia. Nadia, Nadia. My God, who are you? Nadia, this is my philosophy teacher, Dr. Towers. <gasps> a doctor. Uh, no, no. He's not like a real doctor. He's just an arrogant professor, which I know is kind of redundant. A doctor? Call me Peter. Peter. Well, Professor, great to see you, but you can leave now. And Nadia, I was about to kiss you, remember? Nadia. A beautiful name. Professor. I'd love to take you to dinner if you aren't busy. She is busy. She's with me on a date, right, Nadia? Nadia, are you okay? Your eyes are glassy. I'd love to go to dinner, Peter. Hey, up there! What the hell's going on? Mommy, that man's yelling at the sky. You can't interfere like that. It's not fair. Nadia, you're under a spell. Snap out of it. I think I'm going to go with Peter now, Gil. Don't go. I can't help it. He's the doctor. He's a bad guy. A pedantic jerk who screws with people's heads. He's your teacher? Yeah. Then you're the connective tissue that brought him to me, Gil. How strange fate is. You're under some kind of fate spell. Fight it! We've all got to fight for what we want! Nadia, I've never believed in love at first sight till this moment. I want to know everything about you. It's you, Peter. It's me. No, it's me. Nadia, it's me. I make you laugh, remember? I can't remember. That's just the stars interfering, playing dirty, manipulating. Look at me, Nadia, please. It's fate, Gil. You can't trifle with fate, Gil. I'm sorry, Gil, but thanks for getting me out of the house. It was lovely. And don't follow us. It'll just make you seem like a bigger loser. Hello? Gil, it's Lex. Hey. I hope your date's going well, because your career's in free fall. What are you talking about? The commercial. Our cheese curl spokesperson girl? Monica? Yes, Monica. Turns out she may have never done a commercial before, but she's no stranger to being in front of the camera. What are you talking about? She's done some other film work, Gil, of the blue flavor. What? Porn, bro. And we're getting roasted on the socials. People are posting memes of Monica from her movies and superimposing cheese curls over her naked parts. Mrs. Corker's gone ballistic. Beware the color orange. Daily Beast and TMZ are running stories. I thought we had a big win with this, but dude, we're in a nightmare. Oh, Jim's calling. I gotta take it. We're back to being losers, Gil. Jim, hey. Are you seeing the news? I'm just getting up to speed. You hired a porno girl? I'm just as surprised as you. You didn't vet her on a freaking $3 million campaign? She was the best person we auditioned. Since when does anyone hire the best person for the job? Face it, Gil, you screwed up. What was I thinking putting you on this? You were thinking you needed a fall guy, remember? We would have been better off just losing the account. Now we're an industry laughingstock. It's on you, Carson. In my defense, this whole fiasco is happening because the universe is trying to keep me in line. What are you blabbering about? 
about fate, Jim. About how we're all expected to stay on a track. But I'm sick of my track. And there's a girl who likes me, who isn't supposed to like me. And maybe in this world it's problematic, but in another world it's possible that this girl and I are destined to get married. Are you drunk? No. Or dropping Molly again? I've never dropped Molly. Well, it sounds like you're at a fucking circus while I'm here trying to clean up the shitstorm you left in your wake. Did Mrs. Corker call? Of course she called! Not only did she fire us, she's having lawyers draft a lawsuit. I'll talk to her. Oh, you're not talking to anyone, Gil. You're done here. And good luck trying to find another job in this town, because I promise to let everyone know what a piece of useless shit you are. Hey there. Step right up, sir, and test yourself with a famed Coke bottle ring toss. Yes, I'm talking to you. Me? Some win with skill, some with luck. But I gotta tell you, fate just whispered in my ear and told me you have neither. <laughs> what do you say, sir? You wanna try anyway? Huh? Three rings for only eight tickets. I say, go fuck yourself. In the Cards was written and directed by Kevin Henderson. The cast is as follows. Connor Ratliff as Gil. Stephen Boyer as Lex. Lila Robbins as Bella. Jamie Ann Romero as Nadia. Chikwudi Iwuji as Professor Peter Towers. Robert Cuccioli as Jim. Joanna Glushak as Catherine Corker, Helga, and others. Mari Sandoval as Clea and others. Chris Henry Coffey as Bryson and others. Nancy Rodriguez as Monica and others. Delphi Harrington as Mrs. Tassiopoulos and others. Michael Goodfriend as Robert and others. Additional voices performed by Amy Malloy, Gigi Henderson, Declan Henderson, Adam Aris Gutierrez, and Courtney Rosemont. Casting by the Telsey Office, Karen Castle, CSA. Original music composition, sound design, and mix by Shane Reddick. Sound engineering by Sadaharu Yagi. Mix engineer and dialogue editor, Larry Walsh and Robert McNabb. Podcast mastering by Greg Cortez at New Monkey Studio. Coordinating producer, Transcend Streaming, Kira Bowie and Leona Keys. Executive producer, Michael Goodfriend. The managing director of business operations and partnerships at Next Chapter Podcasts is Sally Cade Holmes. Special thanks to Jeff Talbot, Tallulah Henderson, and Mike Mariano. In the Cards is produced by Next Chapter Podcasts and is made possible by the generous support of the Hits Foundation. Visit ncpodcast.com for more about the series. Subscribe to ncpodcast.com to get cool merch like t-shirts, hoodies, and coffee mugs, ad-free episodes, and bonus content video featuring interviews with the actors, producers, and writers, and artists who brought the series to life.
Next Chapter Podcasts.